0: Good morning everyone, this is Jen back on the air and I kind of would, well I'm going to start off and this podcast is going to be about my cover art. The picture that you're looking at right now, while you're listening to this, I will explain what it is, why it is, and where I got it or why it's there. Not where I got it, but why it's there. Okay, I just, I'm really into black light art and, um, well, the dark arts in particular, but when you add, um, black light to, a significant amount of different colors and te- colors and textures. I mean, you create your own universe, basically. Okay, with that said, we will start with the right and go to the left. So first off, on my cover art for this podcast, you will see to the very immediate right, I'm not sure if that's in the picture or not, but if you see like a little tiny... um Dresser or drawers. It's a miniature um, desk dresser. The dresser, and it's uh, made, fashioned. I guess would be in the 1800s. And it's really cute. It's cream color and real lighting. And that's at the very right of the picture. Now, if I didn't get that in the picture, or if you can't see that, or you can see if the vague corner of it. That's what you would be looking at. Okay, moving on. Next to the little uh, dresser drawer, I have in black real wooden blocks, the number 21 with a black weekend candle on top of it. What does 21 represent, you might say? The date. Anytime you see a number in my background, that's because i It was meant to be there. I wanted to show it, and it's a significant date or time. Sometimes if you see numbers in my background on my uh, pod art, and it doesn't match the date or the time that I made this podcast, then what it is signifying is uh, it's uh, representing some type of magic at that moment. And so that number stayed where it was at because it was meant for magic to be. So that's what you see right there. And then moving on, we have a, a female statue. And that is depicted in the Roman Greek days, if you will, like Socrates, Plato, um, those types of icons that and she is beheaded that is correct ladies and gentlemen she is a huge fan favorite when people come to my house just because she does not have a tangible head does not negate the fact that everybody has their own image of what she's supposed to look like in their own head which is super cool (laughs) because she you know she owns your thoughts you want to know you know, was it made like that? Um, why is it up there? What would she look like? How big would the head be? You know, stuff like that. So she owns you, you know, with, with your thought process in terms of uh, visuality. So that's why she's there. You can also see that she has a Greek goddess attire uh, style type looking dress. That dress was purposefully painted fluorescent orange. There's a little bit of underlace of that dress. I don't know if that's... Uh, yeah, it should be picked up in the picture. That is uh, flor- painted fluorescent green. And then with the black light on it, it's just... It's glorious. It's a beautiful. I love black lights because you can basically make a black light rainbow of, you know, anything you want. Okay, she's on her own base stand. She is barefoot and she's very comfortable she's carrying a wreath and a wreath normally in those days or that time period when they made wreaths for women's heads they signified a time of celebration good fortune prosperity wealth happiness and an abundance of food and money and luxury that's what a wreath meant the fuller the wreath over a maiden's head meant that uh, the more wealthy she was or the bigger feast that or event that was going to be held in either her family's honor or um, a close relative um, they were getting they were preparing to celebrate. so when you would see a wreath you automatically knew oh like it's the same thing as when, today when we see a bride wearing a bridal gown oh she's getting married you know that there's a big event about to unfold. You know, when you see a bride in full-blown, beautiful white gown. So we already know what that stands for. So that in those days, that's what the wreath stood for. Okay, moving right along. Next to Aphrodite, that's what I named my Greek goddess. Next to Aphrodite, you will see a tree with no leaves and... If you blow up your picture, it's actually a real tree. Not a real tree, but I mean it's a real tree to me. Like in the forest, like on the Wizard of Oz, it's that kind of tree. And the tree, one of his limbs happens to be holding is, is a perch for a beautiful, lovely, white owl. The owl is perched on the tree's limb. And the under feathers of the owl is glowing fluorescent blue from the black light and the bird is the owl is completely content and the owl is all-knowing and wise and a protector very loyal so to the very right of the tree and the owl you will see what looks like a. if you blow up the picture you can tell it's a very small clear bottle and that was actually used um, from me for various uh, rituals, for Wicca, or meditation, or uh, the revival of cell energy on me, you know, just, uh, any type of meditation, and it happened to be a favorite of mine, and that bottle uh, persistently in, is one of the only bottles that seem to stand out in terms of glowing, And so it's a huge, strong indicator that um, I bonded with the oil in that bottle, and something good happened, and I should not discard the bottle because the bottle still possesses power. You can see how it just illuminates. Now directly behind that glowing bottle, you will see what looks like a pair of pure white cat ears. And I made those by scratch, and those ears were made out of actual real fur, from a rabbit, and those ears were used in some type of magic ritual or form of um, incantation for me in terms of um, practicing my religion. And then now back to the tree, go back left, and then go right directly next left to the tree, a little bit behind it, you will see a oblong and width-looking Cylinder or bottle. What it is is it's an actual it's an actual perfume bottle, and it's brand new. It is um, actually one of my favorite scents at this moment, and it is called White Patchouli by Tom Ford. And you know, since uh, I'm a creator of um, Black Rainbows. I always take either objects that I think are antique or objects that need to be blessed, or an object that needs to be uh, put on blast about its magnificent, magical qualities. So, anyways, that said, I took one of my. I just acquired this perfume for the Christmas or solstice uh, season, right, and. I got the i um, got this present from my husband this perfume so anyways, I stuck it next to the the black light and uh, it's absolutely gorgeous how it glows in real time light It's a pure white stark bottle it looks real boring or weird, but under the black light it just looks um, absolutely magical and amazing and I do believe it is magical because the perfume is just I'm so picky, and the perfume is just such a lovely quaint. Um, tender, feminine, strong, but gentle smell. It's a, it's a really lovely smell. It's almost like, um, you took some tallic powder and then you, um, added some very expensive perfume to the talic powder spray. Like you sprayed on that, you know, you sprayed on some perfume on top of powder when you just took out a shower. It's that, it's that nice of a scent. And sometimes it will even um, give off a small um, teaser of carnations with soft jasmine. It's a really nice, it's a nice scent. Then, okay. Hello, Mr. White Patchouli. I just introduced you directly to the White Patchouli perfume bottle. I don't know if you can make it out, but if you blow your screen up, I'm pretty sure you can. This is a Tibetan music bowl and then on top of the bowl is the magical singing wand. So there you have it. There's the explanation of what you see on my podcast heart for now. <laughs>